0: This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the
1: TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker.
2: Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.
1: All right, so we're talking about the uh, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, which, I mean, that's the type of game that would get huge viewership because it's cold weather. People love to watch cold weather games. It's going to be minus 18 degrees in terms of wind chill in kansas city so yeah. that loss by miami to, to buffalo it was but I, I have some stats here guys um the chiefs passed 10 home games nine and one four and oh in the playoffs one under 40 degrees it's likely the coldest game in dolphins history coldest game ironically was in 2008 in kansas city it was 10 degrees and at kickoff. Dolphins ten straight losses with a kickoff temperature below forty degrees. They lost by an average of seventeen per game. So the arrowhead kickoff Saturday night is minus eight degrees with an eight minus eighteen wind chill factor. So that's the game that's the type of game that people watch. Now we're talking about the fact that it is actually going to be on peacock so you have to pay for it. Bill Clayton, so we have great listeners. We really do. They're smart and they they can really Hit the point sometimes better than us. Okay. Bill Clages writes, "Fellas, fans pay twenty dollars for a beer at the game, and they can't pay five ninety nine for a month for their game plus movie shows and live events." Come on.
3: No, but he's missing the point. You know you're going to pay for beer, right? You know it, and have always that, had to pay for that beer. part's disgusting too, though. No, well, of course it is, but you don't have to have a beer at the game. But you know that you're going to have to pay. But football has always been free. As a matter of fact, because of the contracts, even when they move to ESPN, if it's on ESPN and for some reason you don't have cable or you have a basic package that doesn't have ESPN, they still were obligated to give it to you over the air so you could see it for free. And now they've taken away some regular season games, and now they're taking away a playoff game for the first time. So I get it. It's business. Michael ultimately is right. But fans don't have to be happy about it. They should. So it's be. not it's not the same thing. And, and and the idea of well I can tick them off and they're still going to be back still's not great. And don't and don't sit there and sell me that history is going to be made and it's a good thing when you're offering something that has always been free and over always over the air until recently when the ESPN started doing games that now all of a sudden you got to pay for it. And I know it's not a lot of money. and You can cancel it and all that, but it's it's not great to do to fans. So to compare it to the beer, you know you're paying for beer. But this was always something historically, playoffs, free.
1: The the one thing that Peter brought up earlier, and he wasn't trying to make the point, but he did. You're talking about cereal and milk and then beer and a game. Cereal and milk, those are necessities. You have to buy them. You don't have to buy this. When it gets out of hand and you say enough is enough, then the NFL is going to have to reevaluate and take a step back. But, Don, it's a never-ending cash cow. They're never told enough is enough. They're pissed.
3: I know. But, but I don't know if it's always a good business sense to, to see. They might actually cut their ratings in half being they on might. Peacock for that game.
1: Yep, they might. You know,
3: so those are. The, that they, There could be you know, millions of people that are not going to watch that game because it's on Peacock. I just don't think that that's a great long term play. Now, it's a lot of money, but they would have gotten. They're printing money. And I get that eventually everything's going to end up on the app. And you wouldn't get as much money if they gave it for free elsewhere, if it was on Peacock and NBC, because everybody would just consume it on NBC and not bother going to Peacock. So I understand Peacock's exclusivity. I do. But when you give people something for free forever and then charge, yeah, it, it might but be apples and oranges as far as like things that we need, like cereal and bread and milk. But,
1: but didn't we run into this down here in New York? When the Yankees went off to PIX and went to MSG, people's heads exploded, and it became an accepted thing.
3: But it but, but they were right to have their heads explode, and then it became an accepted thing. But but it, it's one out of 160. Sorry, how many games that ended up being on Amazon? What was it? No, 15, no, no, not 20? Amazon.
1: I'm saying MSG. Remember oh, when no, they went on cable, people uh, went of course, nuts.
3: Of course. But, the, but you know what? The playoff games... No, on no this, MSG. Is,
1: this is different now. The, you know, the playoff game is a different step. It
3: really is. And, and we saw it. It was crazy. I mean, when I grew up, the, the, not every playoff game was available. So I, I get that. But, you know, now conference finals on ESPN and TNT, that was unheard of at the time. Yep. Those are supposed to be over the air products. You know, so now but then that's one thing cuz everybody pretty much has cable and it doesn't affect people but and I, and I got the Thursday game they created a package for it. I get it. It's a regular season game at the end of the day, but a playoff game against two very popular teams, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yep. It's and, and and yeah, I
0: get it. It's not cereal. But, you know, if you want to get into the nuts and bolts of it, oh, you don't you don't need cereal either. You could you could eat something else. The fact is, we. this is the game we watch. This is, for the last now 30-some years at least, America's true pastime. This is what everyone gathers to watch. So I do understand the idea that it's kind of gross that they have to always
1: try to get more. Now, there are six games, but that's how big business is, Peter. They always try to get more. Peter's gonna rate the sexiness of them. Mm. Oh yeah. Love it. So here are the games, Cleveland and Houston. This is uh, Saturday, Miami and Kansas City. Sunday we have three games Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Green Bay, Dallas, LA, Detroit, and then Monday night, ESPN gets the worst game of all. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Rate them, Peter. Do it. You,
0: you want? What do you want first? Most attractive or give me, least attractive? Give me Michael right, K. Right. Homely.
1: Michael K. Homely first.
0: When uh, yeah, you mean, get okay. a
3: rate, you always want to go five to one, right? So you want to go bo- top, bottom to top. All right. So here's,
0: here is your shirtless Michael K. With a pizza. With pizza cheese the, the chest. Oh, just absolutely... A disgusting taking the mozzarella out of the chest hair. Oh, jeez, Louise! I hate to say it. It's who would have thought a few weeks ago that hideous game that three walking down the street with a beer belly. It's the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday Night Football. I hate to do it to the company. Big company guy,
1: but oh, it'll hmm. get ratings. Don't worry.
0: No, yeah, I think they're going to be just fine. But the Eagles have been pure hot garbage recently. The Baker Mayfield led Bucks. It's a it's a nice story, but you have a completely floundering eleven and five Eagles team against a ugh, NFC South nine and eight Bucks. That's your number one most repug, uh, and we'll rank it six in sexiness. All right, so
1: let's go to five now. Let's just take it. You know, in terms of our show, number five. It's either a Pusick or a Don. So, what, what, what's the number five?
0: Um, we'll go Pusick is uglier than Don because of the beard, obviously. <laughs> right. So, so your your Pusick vehicle. Uh, this one took some some hard thinking, mm. and I know there's going to be disagreements, but I'm going to go with the Browns and the Texans. No, I'm with you as the as the I would agree is the next least sexy. Now, listen, the Browns story is fun. The fact of the matter is this Browns team is very impressive, and the fact that they're able to do this with 19 different hey. quarterbacks, four to be exact, and now Joe Flacco, interesting. There, Plus, C.J. Nothing... Stroud is sexy, the quarterback for the Texans, hmm. but no matter what, just hearing Browns, Texans on paper, Don, that has the Saturday 430 well, the, the, written well, all it, over it's
3: it. It's no surprise that the two South teams in each conference are 6-5. and five. Because the South, in both conferences, is the hairy mole on a gorgeous face. Yep. It's so a great point. Be
0: so you get you get the South from the NFC first, and then the South from the AFC second. So that is your second most hideous right, let's, game. Let's,
1: let's go to Don now.
0: <laughs> Don. So this would be the... Uh, we're getting now from At Putrid... To passable looks, okay. And I think we're going to all be in lockstep in order here. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills.
3: Mm, you're very good at this.
0: Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not sexy at this point. Quarterback problems. No T.J. Watt. Not a very good team in general. And the Bills have been surging. Um, and the Bills are just interesting. And to be honest, no matter what you think about them, Josh Allen as a player is. Whoa, well, whoa! Well, breaking news, guys. Seriously,
1: Nick Saban retiring. Wow. Interesting.
0: I don't want to talk about it more than my sexy list, but
1: <laughs> no, I'm that's, that's worth note. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What is he? What is he? Late 60s? Mid 60s? No, he's in. The, I think he's early 70s. Early? No, okay. I'll, I'll check.
3: No, not a great day for the um, older coaches. No, in really sports. not. Big day for ARP yeah. though. Watch out. What's, what's Popovich going to do? 72 but. years old. Oh, so,
0: 72. Well, wow. all right. All um, right. But as I was saying, the reason this game is sexy is certainly not the Steelers, who are pretty repug. But the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen's ups and downs the relationship with Stefan Diggs it all adds up to sexy it's all interesting you, you can't deny and a home Buffalo game with the Bills Mafia jumping through tables that catapults <laughs> that game even though the Steelers are involved I think it's pretty sexy alright give us the Peter sexy one alright now we're into the top three sexiest games and, and the next two are a combination of Alan Hahn or Rick DiPietro yeah at the mm-hmm. top sure that's fair um, you gotta go the Packers and them boys down in Dallas for me that to me is the next sexiest game I know we can have a little bit of a disagreement between three and two maybe even between two and one but obviously legendary franchises guys was the last time they got together in the playoffs the des Bryan catch no catch was that that moment about 10 years ago that what the catch no catch des bryant well, was the last time what With the cowboys and Packers? Oh, It has to be yeah i think I oh, yeah 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 so this is fun these are a couple of marquee franchises uh Packers surging. Jordan Love, beautiful. First playoff game we get to see this stud. And Dak Prescott's the best version of himself we've ever seen. This is dead sexy. And that is, oh, by the way, I'll be hosting Ballard and Company at the house. You guys are invited. Oh, okay. Oh, Ball- thank you. We uh, have some. Now, do-, do you
1: want to save your one and two? Because no, we've didn- go through it. Go through it. Go through it. All okay. right, so next one is Han.
0: Okay, so hold on. Dan will agree with this. I want to hear this. Uh, The second most sexy game of the weekend, in my humble opinion, is the Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Um, This game, of course, would be sexier if the Chiefs were chiefing. But they're really not. And let's be honest, the Dolphins aren't fitting either. I mean, this is a game, Tyree Kill going back to Arrowhead, Taylor Swift, lots of fun stuff there. But the meat and potatoes, the actual football, not that sexy these days, which is why it's two. And one, guys. The DiPietro. Yummy. The, the DiPietro <laughs> game, if you will, or the Dan Orlovsky, since he's on hold. The 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 Golf Stafford Bowl in Detroit. I mean, I am so excited to see what Ford Field looks like. And a beautiful primetime NBC vehicle on Sunday night. That is the sexiest wow. game of I the weekend. I 100% agree with Up and, up and down. down. Up and down. I do too. I
1: do too. What you. A great you. Let's see job what Dan do. thinks. Here we go. Time now for the Dan Orlovsky Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. And the great Dan Orlovsky joins us now. So, Dan, I know you're going to love every single one of these games. What's the sexiest one for you this weekend?
2: Yeah, I, obviously I love the number one, the, the Rams going into Detroit. That's what made it so fascinating watching them play last week. There's so many reasons why. Obviously, Matthew going back home, he's never played a playoff game in Detroit. Now he is for another team. Jared was told by Sean McVay, and I love Sean, hey, you're not good enough, dude. Like, you, you're, you took us to a Super Bowl, that's not enough for me. So just like a little bit of, I guess, disrespect in that regard. Also, I think that either of these teams, if they play, you know, a, an A game and you catch San Francisco on maybe a B day, you could go beat San Francisco in San Francisco, which I think we all would say shocking, surprising. So, I do love that one. The only thing I would say is the second one for me is... Um partly because D.J. is having an, a, a rookie season that we can't even describe in many ways, but Cleveland goes down there and wins their next game's on the road in Baltimore.
1: Mm. Now, be, before we go any further with, uh, with the, the games, uh, you, you, you're in the car right now, I don't know if you have heard this, Nick Saban is retired, so he's out at Alabama. Pete Carroll.
2: I, I just, yeah. So, I just not a great day for
1: seventy-year-old coaches. What do you think of these two moves?
2: Yeah. yeah, we were on. We basically did the whole show NFL Live on on the Pete Carroll news. Um, initially, the report was, you know, some type of analyst role or a, advisory role as you sit there and go, "Okay, well, you know, they're ushering in a new era." And then listening to Coach Carroll's piece, uh, press conference, it became very clear he was fired and that he still wants to coach. So, one, if someone gonna call Coach Carroll and say, hey, will you come at least sit down with us? Two, if he stays there as an advisory role, but it was very clear he wanted to be the coach, does that impact who will go coach there? Because you have to go take that job knowing Coach Carroll is in the building and wanted to coach that team. Does that it? I think Dan Quinn goes there, ultimately. Um, Number three, what are they going to do with Geno Smith? He has no guaranteed money left on his contract, and they have the 16th pick of the NFL draft. So that, that's my thoughts on the Coach Carroll situation. Coach Saban, uh, not all surprised. I've heard, you've heard rumors about that for a couple years now. And obviously, the age speaks to itself. Greatest college football coach in the history of the game, um, and you know, like one that should be celebrated in that regard.
1: Yeah. Let, let me just follow up the Pete Carroll stuff, though. Why they why why would they not want him to coach? I thought he did a good job this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, Adam Schefter said that like there was maybe this thought that he was struggling to connect with younger players. I don't know how accurate that is or what. I that that's something that Schefy kind of uh, said. I I don't know. You know, it's they've been good. They were a playoff team last year, went to San Francisco and actually played them solid for three quarters. Um, is it the desire, desire to get young? And In this division, you have to deal with two young head coaches in Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. So do they just believe, hey, we've got to get younger? Do they believe we've got to get offensive-minded or offensive-centric? Um, again, I think it's going to end up being Dan Quinn, but I don't know. That's why I said it would be fascinating to hear John Schneider because so, sheffsy reports this was an ownership decision, and it'll be interesting to see John Schneider, the general manager's thoughts on it.
3: All right, you know, back into the playoffs. Philadelphia just looks like a one and done team to me. But did they, they get the perfect draw to extend to the divisional round?
2: Um, the perfect draw, maybe from the the, the viewpoint of they played there early in the season and beat Tampa Bay up. Imperfect draw because. Tampa Bay, at least defensively, majors in the things that Philadelphia has struggled with. Now, Philly struggled with, in many ways, a lot of stuff, but Tampa Bay defensively is going to do something very specific. I'd be shocked on the first snap of the game if they do not blitz Philadelphia. There is not an offense in the playoffs, certainly, but AB in the NFL that handles blitz and the pressure worse than Philly. And that's something that Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles do coming off of the sidelines. So... I don't love that matchup for Philly. Um, you know, with Baker, you know, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, Baker's revitalized his career, and they can throw it. Philadelphia cannot cover Seoul right now. Outside of Derry Slay, he plays. So uh, I, I still think push come to shove, my gut is going to tell me Philadelphia wins the game. Um, but I don't feel great about that situation right now. And if, if they go one and done, they can't run it back just – copy and paste next year with their coaching staff
1: green bay and dallas um the mike mccarthy bowl i mean how do you see this one
2: yeah it's not all that different than the one i just spoke about uh, dallas will have a lot of success offensively you know they played last year and dallas struggled to throw the football in between the the numbers now that's a, a place where they have excelled this year green bay took it away Then they adjusted, started throwing the ball outside the numbers and had a lot of success. Green Bay's defense has not played well this year. Um, Better as of late, but they haven't played an offense like Dallas. So I think Dallas has success offensively throwing the football. Um, The interesting thing is going to be when Dallas is on defense, Green Bay, again, like the game I just spoke about, majors in the things that Dallas is the worst at defensively. Number one, they use a ton of pre-step motion. Dallas struggles with that. Number two, they put two tight ends on the field on a consistent basis and run the ball, and, and, and Dallas struggles with that. Number three, they run a ton of play action. That, one, Dallas struggles with, and two, helps with that pass rush. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they play a ton of man coverage versus some of the young speed that Green Bay has. I do believe that they could control the game offensively. So, again, I think Dallas wins that game. But if Green Bay can just hit a shot or two, they can hang.
3: Can Miami score in Kansas City?
2: Oh, absolutely! Now they play obviously in Germany this year. They only scored fourteen. Missed opportunities was the name of that game in many ways, offensively, for Miami, and that's really been the way they've lost last week versus Buffalo. Missed opportunities on the road in Philadelphia. Missed opportunities. Difference is missed opportunities send you home now when you're in the dance. So I think they could score, but there can't be this. Oh, it just went off Tyreek's hands, or. Oh, Two missed them for a forty yard gain. Like they're gonna have. To... Um, if they're if they're there and, and the plays are there, they they can absolutely go in there and win.
1: Now a big story this week, Dan here on our show has been, you know, Rogers on McAfee. So we had on Robert Sala on Monday, and you know that was a day that Roger said we have to get rid of the BS that doesn't pertain to winning next year. And I asked Robert Sala, well, what he does on McAfee, is that is that the BS? He said, no, no, that doesn't even enter the locker room. The reason you're so valuable is that you're on this side and you've been on that side. Does stuff like that, outside noise, what Rogers is saying about conspiracies and stuff like that, does that affect the locker room? Of course
2: it does. It's all over your locker room. Your ignorance ignorant." to think it's not a part of your locker room. It's 2024. Social media is everywhere. And there's going to be guys in the locker room that disagree with some of the thoughts of Aaron. Now, does it become a problem? That that, that I don't know that answer. It could. But to think it's not in the locker room or there's not going to be people that disagree with some of the thoughts of Aaron, I... I there's no way that he can believe that to say that again. It doesn't mean it becomes an issue. It doesn't mean it becomes a problem, but it absolutely is in your locker. Room. Should well, well, he did. He
1: did say, uh, "Listen, we it's, it gives us stuff to talk about, but I don't think it impacts winning."
2: Um. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like you could sit there and say Does it doesn't impact winning. Um, but this is where these this is where it does impact if you are losing it becomes a thing that players or people can point to it becomes something that could be disconnecting like it, a lot of the conversations that that Aaron has um, are topics that he's very passionate about and it sounds like he's very informed and educated on them that could be divisive to people right and so um, it may not have a game a tangible impact on winning, but if you're not winning or you're going through some hurdles, it could become a sticking point for people, absolutely.
0: Do you think that if Rodgers had played this season, he would have gotten into this many sort of controversial issues or you think the, you know, sheerly dealing with a real season would have kept him more focused on just football?
2: No, I think he still would have. I think um, whether you agree with him and Pat or you like him or Pat, they don't care. They are unbelievably comfortable in their own skin. They don't do things or not do things because of what people might think and or say about them. Um, So I don't think if Aaron played this year, he would have not been on Pat's show. Um, I don't think he would have not shared some of the things that he shared. Uh, And I don't think that Pat's time with him would have been really any different those those two guys are very much so beat of their own drum personalities and partly the reason why you know they're so popular and beloved and they've had the success that they've had all
1: right so final thing dan i don't mean to put you on the spot but we, we do wonder about this he's going to be 41 next year sure with everything that goes along with it is the juice worth the squeeze
2: Uh, The Jets' two seasons the past two years have been directly blown, negatively impacted, ruined by poor quarterback play in many ways. Mm -hmm. So, the juice worth the squeeze? Absolutely. There are not many people on the planet that throw it like that guy.
1: And you think he could still throw it like that coming off this injury two years Where he hasn't played his best, he's two years removed from the MVP performance, so not that much. But you think he could be that guy?
2: My initial reaction, Michael, is yes. Obviously, I don't know because he's coming off a significant injury. Now it seemed his rehab was going great and and whatnot. You know, I'm not going to pretend to do the doctor stuff. My initial reaction is yes, partly because of you know, again, not trying to play doctor. Probably because he's a he's a maniac. These, I say, I say about guys like him. And initially, people take it as a negative. It's meant as a positive. They're sociopaths. Like these 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 greats are sociopaths. Brady, Tiger Woods, Aaron Rodgers. When it comes to their craft, they're 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 maniacs about it. And I learned long ago: do not doubt greats. Don't doubt them because they can prove people wrong more than more. More than 99.9% of the people on the planet. So, uh, yes, I still
1: think you can. Good stuff, Dan. Enjoy the games this week, and we appreciate it. You as well, guys. That's There's the Dan Olofsky Report, brought to you by Sanson Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sanson Auto Mall and tell them Bart Scott sent you. Take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
3: Must be 21 plus plus present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the
0: Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want.
1: Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the Cavaliers against the Nets tomorrow in Paris. So the game's going to be on yes at 1.30. So I guess we'll be on late on yes. So hmm. become a radio vehicle at least at the start. Ray, so make sure to tune in the 98.7 or interesting or the ESPN app. So
3: hmm. one thirty, probably a one forty tip that takes us, and 30%. we might be on by like four thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, be a they should be five. on about five, about five, Well, because they do the extensive post game because they they know what they're doing there. There you go. But I would like uh, flip the wake up.
1: I don't know what you can do in this case. Time for Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Eisner Amper. OG Ananobi oh, I know these has numbers. a plus 111 plus minus with the Knicks. That's the strong. best through a player's first five games with a franchise in the, wait for it, last 25 seasons. Hmm, so. That's Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Eisner Amper, a leading business advisory firm helping clients create a winning game plan to transform knowledge into action. For your business, check out Eisner Amper Solutions Insight Resources at EisnerAmper.com slash solutions.
3: So I'm going to guess Latrell.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that, that might be a good guess. Um, this is the news I spoke about. Wode reporting, according to sources, the NBA is denying the Knicks a $7.8 million disabled player exception for the loss of Mitchell Robinson, believing uh, because there's optimism that Robinson can returned from ankle surgery to play late in the regular season. And according to Woads, the Knicks could be getting back one of the league's best defensive centers. kidding me? I'm going to say something that you might not agree with. I like it. I think the Knicks are better without Mitch. Hmm. Because Hartenstein is an offensive threat. He Hmm. wants to pick and roll beautifully. He can hit shots. Mitchell Robinson is a fierce defender. But with Ananobi, they have enough defense. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson erases things when he's in there, but it slows everything else down. He's a non-factor offensively. They go to Hartenstein. They let him handle Mm. the ball. They let him score. So I think that they might be a little bit better. Now, they're not as deep. So getting Robinson mm. back is going to really help them. But Hartenstein starting makes the starting unit better, I think. I might be wrong, Maybe, but I think
3: so. but I think it weakens the bench. I think he's better off the bench. Because the great thing that they had, obviously, before the OG deal and before Robinson got hurt, Robinson started, gobbled up a bunch of rebounds. You get whatever you can get offensively, and then Hartenstein came in. And if you remember, when Robinson got hurt originally, Jericho Sims was the starter because right. they still liked having Hardenstein come off the bench. So I I understand what you say offensively, but I think they're more well-rounded if he were able to come back.
1: Well, they've been clicking since they got OG, True. I'll tell you that. You think? Uh, yesterday's game was over in the first quarter. OG was unbelievable in the first quarter, hitting the corner threes, which he's at 51% shooting from the corner. Uh, it was fascinating, the, the post-game interview by Rebecca Harlow interviewing og a man of few words number one number two he could not answer the he would listen to the question for rebecca and then when he was answering he had to grab the mic Uh, yeah did you (laughs) notice that peter it was funny it was yeah but it was a little off-putting i don't i mean if you're in that position it's it's awkward for the interviewer why are you grabbing the mic? it is but it's a it's a
0: nervous tick people do It, it, it speaks to the fact that he's not a big talker
1: Right, you can tell by his answers he's not big talk, but boy, can he play! And and, and again, what an
0: example! I'm sorry, got to give credit. We've been critical of uh, this regime when it's been time to be critical. They've been but, great, but, but but how many people were jumping up and down saying, "Let's make a move for OG." I don't remember it, and yet the move's no. been made, and they're five and zero, oh. and they look not just five and zero. Oh, the way they're winning is different. You know, you you but guys, by the time I got to the game, they were up twenty
1: points. I can't wait for the game against Dallas. I mean, they took off for Dallas today. That's a good test.
3: That is tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be fun. All right, so I've got a little quiz for you guys. I love quizzes. Uh, the six playoff games mm-hmm. on the secondary market. What do you think? What's the cheapest ticket you could get? Of, of those games,
0: mm. um, the, uh, you're talking about the NFL playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, that's easy,
0: Michael. I'm glad you asked. The cheapest ticket is absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt the
3: Philly-Tampa game. Oh, you mm, wrong. no, because Philly travels, mm-hmm. so t- people will spend and money. People want to go to Florida, and the yeah. same thing. Like you would say Texans, but I think Cleveland travels.
1: Yeah, so Don's who doesn't travel well? Who doesn't so, travel well?
3: I would say, uh, here's my answer, Michael. Rams, Lions.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. No, really? No, that that's that's about. I, I think that's the most expensive ticket. Yeah, this you this could, whole thing is the lowest ticket you could get is three hundred and ninety six dollars. That's the lowest ticket.
3: Because hmm, I would think the Rams don't travel well. And, the, and listen, I guess the Lions they have a tremendous amount of support. So maybe I was looking at it wrong. So is it Dolphins-Chiefs?
1: Dolphins-Chiefs, you can get tickets as low as $66. Also, factor in, it's going to be minus minus 18 degrees. And the Swifties,
3: they don't like
0: the cold. No, and you know what else it is? This is a team base that is so used to playoff games that, frankly, this putrid cold game in the first round, when we don't believe you're good anyway... Think about it. If this was five years ago, and they'd never, or whatever, six years ago, they'd never won a Super Bowl. I guarantee that wouldn't be the case. A couple Super Bowls in, weak season, uh, uh, against a team with like you don't really have a or true recent history with. Yeah, that makes sense,
1: I guess. So the the highest ticket is Rams Detroit. The second highest price ticket Pittsburgh at Buffalo. That's 141 bucks. Yeah. Uh, the third is Cleveland at Houston, one nineteen. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay is one eleven. Green Bay at Dallas is one o three. Now remember, Dallas is a bigger stadium, true. So there's more tickets available. But you the get Packers
3: travel. I mean, I, I would think that'd be a hot ticket. And I, 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 here, you want a hot take? my hand I'm I'm kind of digging the Packers. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but sounds crazy. Well, the, the, well, listen. But the number? What's the number? Seven and a half. <laughs> you you don't think it's crazy? Like here's here's what I'm, what I'm thinking. You know that Dallas does not have a great history in the postseason. No, and wouldn't it be interesting? The only team to go undefeated at home lose their first home game in the playoffs. Oh,
1: it would be very interesting.
3: I'm just saying. I, I'm, listen, I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. With that that hook. I'm, I'm just saying. It, listen, I hear you. I I there's think, one game I adore. I would marry it, cheat on it, and then find my way to remarry. Uh, I I, I, know, I know what game that is. Why would you cheat on it if you loved it? Because so it's much. football and there's other things going on. Is it a team that you've already loved? No. 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 Well, recently, yes. Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I told you. That's what you I last really, week. You last really, couple I thought you were weeks. talking about the Lions. I'm I'm digging. You're digging I, on I, Buffalo. I I give the Steelers zero chance. And what's the
1: what's game. the spread on that? 10, ten and a half, something like that.
3: But you you think you think they don't even show Man. up. I, I listen. I I, I respect Tomlin. No Watt. It's a tough spot. They're sticking I, with Rudolph. I. Mmm. mm. mm.
1: they'd rather spot. have tiny hands. Yes. I interesting.
0: I, back to the Packers of it all. I hear what Don's saying, and I really like this Packers team, and I could see them like coming out and getting a seven nothing lead. The problem with Dallas at home this year is when they come hit you with it, it's fast. You you could be up 7 nothing and feeling like, "Oh my god, we're getting 14 and a half points. I'm getting a cover here." And then Michael you blink and it's 28-10 Dallas. Like they're just so fast and
3: tough. Certain feelings at home. I, mean, I I there's I got to pick 3 games and those are two that do not be surprised if they're two of my picks. I appreciate your honesty.
1: Now, I was thinking this too about when when Dan said that Carol didn't want to leave. So he was fired. Hmm. Hear me out. You can't hire him if you're a rebuilding team, because when you're 72, you don't buy green. Mm-hmm. bananas. I
3: mean, think that's why they fired him, Michael, because I think they're they're going for the rebuild.
1: Okay, so if they're going for the rebuild, but but they, you know they won nine games this year, so but, they're but, not hey, that far
3: but, off. But we'd be looking. How different would it look if that field goal was good? I mean, Prater missed a field goal. He had not missed a game-winning field goal in his like an entire career, and it was like a forty. Like now, it's eight and nine. You finished under five hundred, so it's nine wins. I give him credit. I love him, but if you're going to go, I think there's a rebuild there. You don't okay. know if Geno Smith's your guy. All right. So, let's, so, so
1: that's why they got rid of him. So, of all the teams out of openings, if you're the Chargers and you can't get Belichick, wouldn't you grab Carroll? I would. I mean, with that quarterback, that that team's got a look. I, uh, that's the I best gotta, job that's out
3: there. I got to tell you, it's the best job, and I think of the available coaches, I I think I would go with him over Belichick and over Harbaugh. Harbaugh, there's you know, I, I like them all, and I love Bel. And you could you could certainly make a case Belichick is a better coach than Carroll, but. I do think he's got a bit of fat hands, Bill, and he's going to want to have a lot of say. That's, I think there's a ton of talent on both sides of the ball there. He's been known to get more out of quarterbacks than he should. He got, I think, a couple of more years out of Wilson than anybody would have. He got way more out of Geno Smith. Can you imagine this team with Justin Herbert playing better than he's played with that talent?
1: I would, I would pick Carroll over all three of them. By the way, Leslie Frazier interviewed with them either today or he's interviewing tomorrow. He, he's interviewed with the uh, the Chargers. So you've got Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, Vegas, Seattle, and Tennessee. The, I mean, Washington's a, a total rebuild. Atlanta's not a bad team. Carolina's a total rebuild. Atlanta's got talent. Yeah, Vegas you know finished with eight wins. Seattle finished with nine. Tennessee, I, I don't know if that's a—I mean, you, you're in a bad quarterback situation.
3: But what makes those South teams attractive is that you can win. Like I, Atlanta almost made the playoffs despite the fact that they were not a great team, but there's talent there. I think Atlanta's kind of an attractive team, but not as attractive as Sandy uh, as as L.A. And do you if, think
1: Atlanta's coach goes to work for his dad at FedEx, though? Or does he get another football job?
3: Well, he gets another football job. What are you going to do at FedEx? Deliver All packages? It? Or, or no. Or not just live there's nothing wrong with that, but I think, think about it'll... Tom Hanks in uh, Castaway. Is that the biggest example of like uh, what are they product placement in a movie? The
0: FedEx.
1: Well, I don't know if that's good product placement.
0: Well, it's not a, It's not even. Can't, I wouldn't even call it that. It's a story about someone from Memphis, and and in Memphis there's like fifty thousand FedEx employees. So it's, it's you
3: know what I'm saying. It you didn't goes. have to go with FedEx. You did because obviously they paid money to be involved. And yeah, I understand Michael's so? saying that the, the plane crashed, but FedEx was all over. Do you think do you, uh, that's a very interesting question? He's you know on an island is? with FedEx with the boxes.
1: And uh, did Wilson pay money?
0: Wilson produced the Super Bowl show for me. You know, it's a, a great, great point by Wilson.
3: A scene that I will weep at to this day.
1: John, yeah. tell us about BetMGM. We're running over time
3: here. Discover BetMGM, the sports betting app New Yorkers turn to nonstop actions. The reason why, as an official sports betting partner in Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks, and New York Rangers, BetMGM meets New Yorkers at the world's greatest arena, or famous, depending how you look at it, the same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, and much more all season long. And as an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and official sports betting partner of the NHL, BetMGM takes the show on the road for excitement every single night. Plus, as an official sports betting partner of the New York Jets, BetMGM makes every football game the best it could be. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM.com and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's must be 21 plus to wager. New York and New Jersey only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available in New Jersey. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 878 8 hope or text hope Y at 467-369.
0: Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ESPN.
2: TMKSESPN.
1: Ah! Ah! The oh, God. Gone. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. I think the Knicks are better without Mitch because Hartenstein is an offensive threat. Hmm. He wants to pick and roll beautifully. He can hit shots. Mitchell Robinson is a fierce defender but with Ananobi they have enough defense yeah Mitchell Robinson erases things when he's in there but it slows everything else down he's a non-factor offensively they go to Hartenstein they let him handle Mm. the ball they let him score so I think that they might be a little bit better now they're not as deep so getting Robinson Mm. back is gonna really help them but Hartenstein starting makes the starting unit better I think you know what's interesting about that Michael what's that
3: I don't know if we've ever had a point God, in which one of the other hosts completely disagree with the point.
1: Did you completely disagree? Yes, I did.
3: He I feels I, strongly I about it. Strong. Mm. But but I'm not mad. I mean, that's. The, I, I think no, your point was no. very good. But I don't remember ever because I I, I think they're better uh, with Robinson and and he, and him coming off and Hardenstein coming off the bench. It, so. Here's why it's a bad choice. Ooh, this yeah. is interesting. Oh, I didn't
0: you're say you're that. You're criticizing
1: the choice of the mm, point yes, God.
0: Yes, because the point God should be a point that is almost so good that it's yeah, not up for you know, a, he's a big not wrong. debate. He's not wrong.
1: No, no, I don't do... I mean, anything that causes debate
0: is a good point. But that's not point. The point, like, for example, if I, I, I would have given the point God to my, me today, right? <laughs> okay. And, and mine would have been that we spent a lot of time talking about... Stroman and Michael focused, for example, on the fans. I would say the point that I made that it's not about what the fans do, but it's about what Strowman does once he's here and then what happens, that's something none of us could argue with. Now, you don't have to agree that that is the right one for today, but it's something none of us would argue with. It was a point that sort of ended a conversation. Yeah. You,
1: you guys are making a point that has to be a unanimous yeah, well, point. But it's not drop the mic. Yeah, well, it, kind it, of is. it
3: kind of is because of the point God, it's a God of a point. It can't be challenged. It's it. End of argument. And I think it's a, it's a great point as far as debate, but is it a point God when there's a host that
1: completely disagrees with it? No, I think so. All right. Um, speaking of the Knicks, so they play Dallas tomorrow. I'm going to give you, it's 18 games. Since 2014, Kyrie Irving has faced the Knicks 18 times. What do you think his record is? Hmm. Hmm.
3: Well, because you can't just go by because I probably hardly played in the Nets Knicks games. Some really good teams he was on to play the Knicks, but it's got to be some big number either way, right? Like it can't be you know fourteen and fourteen.
1: Well, it's I'm gonna, only eighteen games. Well, that would be tough. Well, how many games? You know it? when you get I to you eighteen said 18. Games.
0: eighteen games when you get into. Uh, where's that drop, Anthony? I know, when, already... when, how many series? And Don just butchers the math. He doesn't handle. I math. didn't. No, say... I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm and gonna gonna I don't say... need it. I'm going to say he's. I'm going to say he's 13 and five against 16 and
1: two. I'll say Don would be right. 16 and two. Wow. What? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, now Scott Van Pelton made a similar point. On X and and it made me think.
3: Well, so he took ecstasy and like had this religious experience. No, no, X. The Stop media. calling it X. That's that's it's right there. I don't there. like that's it. I don't. Called. I don't agree it with it. The bird I, anymore, I will either X. I will either say Twitter or I'll say you know social a media. point was made on social media.
1: All right, so on X, he, he, <laughs> so you you've got Nick Saban leaving Alabama. So somewhere today, after Nick Saban said I'm done. A big-time school in college football is about to lose its coach that two hours ago didn't even think it was a possibility because they're not hiring some hack to go go coach Alabama. It's going to be a star. Maybe it's the coach at Oregon. I, I don't know. I, I I can name a number of coaches that might be big enough that could go, but it's not going to be a nobody. So this is going to have a ripple effect like you couldn't believe, and probably going to have a ripple effect at ESPN because I would think he's going to be an immediate hire for them. Immediate.
3: Hmm. Probably. Right. God, that's a that's a job an NFL coach would leave to go coach. You think so? Well, I, mean, I don't know if college Perkins is a good place it. to
1: be anymore. Ray Perkins did it. I, kn- I know, but it didn't work out that great. But think about it. Now with NIL, it's worse than it's ever been. And with the transfer portal, you can't keep a team together.
3: True, but it is still a significant job. You could make the case the coach of Alabama is bigger than like a handful of NFL jobs.
1: But somebody told me a while back about NIL, that it would affect a place like Alabama because Alabama does not have an overabundance of of incredibly wealthy billionaire alums. And that's who pays NIL. A school like Texas does. Alabama's really got to scrape it together to get the big NIL money. So I wonder if it's as seductive a job as it was. Maybe that's why Saban left at 72. He doesn't want to bother with
0: it. And and also coming in now... How do you follow that up?
1: Yeah, six there, national titles.
0: There's no guarantee this thing stays together this way. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This could absolutely come apart. By the way, speaking of point, God, uh, Zito, uh, this is Charles on Twitter, has weighed in destroying Don's. Uh, they're not destroying, that's wrong We put it. Don asked a question. He gave the answer. Don said, Is. FedEx and Castaway the greatest product placement of all time in a film to which Charles came swinging through with how about Reese's pieces in ET and that's that it. is the answer that's the answer that's it great job Point God way better than Mike <laughs>
1: Hey, it's ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier is going to take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes, including a big-screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and much more. Be caller number 55 for Matsui right now at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and the third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by...